Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 89 from declining law school to a thriving six-figure coaching business with Leah Gervais. So Leah is one of those people that truly stands out from the crowd. She actually joined my iHeart coaching program a few years ago and moved forward full speed ahead in her business called Urban 20-something. Urban 20-something is really a platform for driven millennial entrepreneurs who want to start and grow their own online business. It's really morphed into something pretty miraculous over the last few years, and Leah at the head of the company, is truly one of those incredible business owners to watch. She's someone who works harder than anyone I know. She shows up online, and she's just such an inspiration for so many women in the I Heart My Life community. And it was really exciting to sit down with her during this episode and just chat a little bit more about how all of this unfolded. Because the truth is, this was not the path she was supposed to be on. She had actually applied for law school and been accepted, and had to truly follow her heart and make the decision to go in a different direction, even though it was a challenging one, even though there were so many people and so many things in her life telling her she should just keep moving forward with that dream that she had already mapped out. So if you are in the midst of a pivot or you're craving something new or you're feeling that your heart is calling you in a different direction, you're going to absolutely love this episode. Leah also shares some incredible um, wisdom with us. After going through a family tragedy in her own life, she talks about how that really shaped her vision for the future and inspired her to move full speed ahead with her own company and not leave anything on the table. She's a great reminder of how important it is to pursue your dreams and to remember that anything is possible. So let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by iHeart Coaching, our signature program for new and aspiring online coaches. iHeart Coaching is your one-stop shop designed to support you in becoming the next standout online coach. Whether you're brand new to the digital space or looking to take your coaching business to the next level, this is a comprehensive program that's going to show you how to build a successful coaching business from A to Z. We're going to share how to generate maximum revenue and book out your calendar with dream clients. To learn more, go to iHeartCoaching.com. Welcome to the show, Leah. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thanks so much, Emily. I'm excited too. So I know we're going to cover a lot about your amazing story today. So I really want to start there. Can you take us back and share a little bit more about the success behind the story? Sure. Uh, So my story started when I was in my early 20s. And I was living in New York where I live. And in so many ways, I thought that I was kind of living my dream come true. I had recently graduated from NYU, which was always a dream of mine. I was living in Manhattan, which had been my dream since I was a little girl growing up in a small town in Colorado, where I literally had a mural of the New York City skyline on my bedroom wall, which I always say was like my first uh, vision board before I knew what a vision board was because I just wanted to be in New York. And I was working as a paralegal and I thought I wanted to go to law school. And so I had this great job. So in so many ways, I thought that my dreams had come true and yet I just wasn't happy. And it was a really dark place to be in. I'm sure you and others can relate when you feel like you've achieved what you wanted and you still don't feel happy because you don't really know where to go next or kind of what to do because you did everything right and that you thought you were supposed to. So I was working as a paralegal and I had applied for law school and I had taken the LSATs. 
And then one spring day, actually, it'll be wow, four years, right around the time this comes out, um, I had to tell the different law schools that I had been admitted admitted into which one I would start in the fall of that year. And I just woke up the morning that my deadline was where I had to tell them. And like, I had already deferred. I had like, I had, I had to make the decision that day. And it was so weird that I was struggling so much to make it because I had wanted to do this. And I'm a pretty decisive person. Like I hadn't dealt with this when it came to going to NYU or my job or anything. But all of a sudden the, the voice in my head was, or rather in my gut was like, you're not confused because you don't know which school to go to. You're in denial about the fact that you shouldn't do this. Like, this is not right. So I listened to that and I just declined my acceptances. And I had even called the law schools to do so. And they had, you know, offered me to defer a year where I would be able to still hold my spot for admission. So I wouldn't have to take the LSAT again, wouldn't have to apply again. And even that, that gut was just like, no, 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 you have to cut this off. This is just not what you're going to do. And it was, you know, it sounds now looking back, I'm kind of like, okay, you were 24, like no one knows what they're doing. It wasn't that big of a deal. But in the moment, it felt so scary because I looked around and I felt like everyone around me, all my friends from school um, and my then boyfriend, now husband, like they were doing what they had gone to school for and what they wanted to. And I was like literally cutting off that option and what I had felt like I worked so hard to do. Um, so I started from there a, at the time blog called urban 20 something. And I wanted to document my kind of life in New York and my journey in New York to find the dream life in New York that I had had since I was 13, looking at my wallpaper and had no idea how to get there now. So that's how I started urban 20 something. It was meant to just be a blog. It was meant to record how I would end up finding my my big life and my dream job and all the you know kind of visions that I had. And instead of it being what I documented it on, it ended up literally turning into the vehicle and my entire career. Wow, I love that. Yeah, we're gonna get into the company in just a second. But I totally, you know, I'm laughing to myself as you're talking about uh, deferring and and then eventually saying no to these schools because I have the exact same story with my master's program, the counseling psychology program that I actually applied to multiple times. Um, <laughs> it turned down multiple times. Um, and, but I think like even though we were both in our t- early twenties, and and yes, it's true, people are still figuring out what the next step is, I think it's so amazing that you had that intuition and that you allowed yourself to follow it and that it was obvious that it wasn't the right next step for you, even if other people were in alignment with their decisions, just because you had moved forward and, and, you know, started down this path didn't mean that it was a forever path. Well, thank you. And, you know, now I have so much more education around listening to my gut, my inner voice, the power of your intuition. And at the time, I really didn't. And yeah, I do kind of look back and I'm like, wow, I'm proud that I still listen to it, even though I didn't really have like that um, element of trust with myself then that I do now. Um, But at the same time, it's really amazing, like what your body and mind, the links it will go through to make your intuition heard. And I really just in that moment, felt like I had been ignoring it and suppressing it for months. And it finally was just like, absolutely not. You you aren't going to do this. 
Yeah, that's such a great point. And I know in one of our previous episodes um, with one of my clients, Kimberly Pendleton, she talked about the fact that her body, she was literally getting sick. And this all, it all came down to the fact that she was not meant to be married to her husband, who she eventually divorced. And literally when they split up, her body, like all of her symptoms, everything that had been going on for, for over a year actually subsided. And, you know, the body has so much wisdom and so many, um, so much guidance. And I think so often we aren't taught to listen to it. We're taught to think with our mind, obviously, and not with our heart. And, you know, that obviously can get a lot of, get us to uh, a lot of amazing places, a lot of uh, achievement. But at the same time, sometimes the body will come up and, and just be screaming at us and it's impossible to ignore. So true. I remember like right before declining, just being on a train and just bawling and like couldn't even put it into words. But yeah. So anyway, I totally agree. And so how did you come up with the idea for Urban 20 something, the blog? So uh, about a month before I ended up making this decision, I think I had just started, you know, I think now looking back, it was kind of like my subconscious connecting with my intuition in a way that like surpassed my logical mind. So I started having these urges to just research a bit more about entrepreneurship. And I remember I have always been such a huge fan of a woman named Alexa Von Tobel, who founded LearnVest when she was 26 in the middle of the 2008 recession. She dropped out of Harvard to do it. Um, and then she ended up selling it to Northwestern Mutual for, I think, a quarter of a million dollars, like six years later. So she has an incredible story of entrepreneurship and perseverance and you know, she was a, a woman and she was petite and I just like wanted to be her. And I remember like watching videos of her and feeling so pulled to the way she talked about entrepreneurship and the way she talked about creating. But I couldn't see myself there because I felt like I didn't have my big idea. Like I felt like I didn't have my vision of learn best. You know, she really said that she um, she saw there was a gap in personal finance education, and that's how she created it. And I just remember like looking up to the heavens and being like, "God, like I'm ready. <laughs> Give me the idea because I want to do this, but I don't feel like I have that great idea." So I had started getting this idea about you know loving entrepreneurship and loving the idea of um, just how much it could put, push you as a person, the personality type of entrepreneurship very much resonated with me. So all this is to say, I started the website just to sort of like explore it. Um, and like I said, I had kind of wanted to blog about my life in New York and you know, knowing that I was declining law school and changing career paths because I know that so many other 20 and 30 somethings could relate to that. But I was also thinking about, you know, what could be out there for me in terms of maybe freelancing or monetizing this website. And I just kind of opened my eyes to how many different forms of entrepreneurship were out there. And I still didn't really know what to make of that. But I thought I might as well kind of dip my toe in and see what I could learn about it. I love it. And so did this start off with you just writing articles? Like, what did this look like back in the day? So my first blog post was a post called The Ode to Longchamp 
bags. <laughs> and it was literally like a blog post about how everywhere you go in New York City, all you see are working women with long shot bags. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know where it came from, but like that was my first blog post. So like I if I it. can go from there to anyone listening, like if you can start there to like now where I like have my own business from it, literally anything is possible. So anyway, um what I started doing pretty quickly was I did write um I did kind of just like write about anecdotes about living in New York and what I thought, you know, was helpful about living here. But the thing is, pretty quickly after I decided not to go to law school, like maybe a week or two after I decided not to go to law school, kind of just like kept going in that momentum of what my gut was telling me to do. And I was thinking, well, why should I continue working at a law firm as a paralegal when I know I'm not going to do this with my life? Like, what is the point of that? Life is short. I don't want to spend one more day in a career that is literally a dead end. So I decided to quit my paralegal job, but I didn't have another job lined up. I had kind of applied for some, but nothing was feeling right. Uh, and so I decided to leave New York and go to Southeast Asia for a while. And I thought I was going to have this whole big eat, pray, love experience, um, and kind of like find myself over there, which (laughs) we could talk about separately, but, um, to answer your question, when I was over in Southeast Asia, I started writing more about traveling and that's when I did start learning more about online entrepreneurship specifically, because I was curious about how I could make money away. And so I started freelancing started learning about affiliate marketing within my posts and started learning about digital products. And that was kind of a big pivot to where I am now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so how long were you in Asia? A little over four months. Okay. And what were you doing while you were there? I volunteered for the first several months, um, or for the first, I guess I should say several weeks, maybe the first two months in Cambodia at a school, which was a wonderful experience. And then I, uh, I had a bartending job for like a night that didn't end up being what I wanted to do in a different country, but I tried. And I um, really took the time to learn as much as I could about my website. And it ended up being, I mean, really the blessing that came out of that experience in Asia was that it taught me about, it really taught me from like a proof perspective, how aligned things are for you all the time when you just open your eyes to look. And so for example, one of the things that was just so perfectly paved for me was that I spent a lot of the time in the first several weeks being in Asia learning about WordPress because I had just built my own blog. I didn't know anything about it. So I learned everything I could about it, even though like in some ways that probably wouldn't have been the smartest thing because it wasn't really giving me any return um, from my website right away. But I learned a ton about WordPress. And then, you know, long story short, after a few months of traveling around Southeast Asia, I ended up in living in Bangkok for a while, where I coincidentally met a family who had a son who wanted to learn WordPress. And they hired me and ended up like moving me into an extra apartment that they had, which was just an incredible experience. And I never would have been able to do that if I didn't like learn WordPress (laughs) just a few weeks before. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, thanks. And so again, it's another example of just following that gut instinct and that intuition that's leading you along your path and along your journey. And like you said, opening your eyes to what's right around you. And I think one of the biggest things that I learned throughout my journey was, you know, very similarly, I had a blog and I used to write like little posts about gratitude. And I realized really quickly how that shifted things for me because for so long I was focused on what wasn't going right. But when I started to shift my focus, 
focus on what was going right and what was positive. That really helped me to see even more opportunity that was literally right there. And Mm -hmm. then things started to move forward. So it sounds like once you gave yourself permission to go down this other path and really follow your heart and move forward with the things that were calling you, doors started opening. Exactly. It's truly incredible what happens when you like metaphorically rub your eyes open and see all the things that have been there all along. And, you know, sometimes we just haven't even bothered to like look or ask. And so when you got back to New York City, did you move full speed ahead with Urban 20 something, the company? Kind of. So I, when I got back to New York City, I came back for a job at a nonprofit that I was really excited about. And I thought that this was going to be like my yellow brick road. I thought this was the answer. This was going to end up being the career that I wanted. And it was actually a terrific job. Uh, but I kept Urban 20 something going on the side and ended up starting to... I ended up creating my first e-course. And even though I did really like my new nonprofit job, there was just still something in me that was sort of like, you know, I'd say after a few months, it was like, and you are just meant to be an entrepreneur. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just kind of kept the two going. And I would say for about a year, I just... I would... I I would say that I did what you call just dabbling, Emily. Like I would, you know, spend the mornings doing it. And then I'd make like sometimes a few hundred bucks here and there from an e-course sale or an affiliate sale or whatever. Um, But because I like couldn't really see the vision for what it could be, I never really went full throttle ahead. But then, uh, uh, yeah, about a year after I came back, it was in November. And um, I was away for Thanksgiving with my... Uh, husband, we were dating at the time, but we were in Spain. And we had been in Spain to watch my dad go off on a like transatlantic sailing cruise, which is a whole different story. But that was awesome. So anyway, we were there. And we saw him saw him off. And then we spent a few days in Barcelona. And during that time in Barcelona, I started experiencing, you know, more like I got kind of a surge of sales from my e course and for Black Friday. And something about that trip. I mean, I'll never forget it. Something in me really shifted when it just kind of showed me that like I could travel and still have a business. And, you know, people were getting, having really good experiences with my e-course. And it was just sort of like, wow, I feel like maybe I've been really close-minded to what my career would look like. And so that's why I've never been able to see a vision for myself that's any bigger than that. So I was really excited about that shift. And I just remember on the flight home, promising myself that come the new year, and this was in 2017, I believe. So it was about to be 2018. And I just said, I will quit my, I will give it all to, I will give it my all next year. You know, I'll give it one more year to see if I can make enough money to quit my nine to five job. And so I got home like that Sunday night, I felt really good about it. And I was so excited to quote, give it my all. And then the next morning, I was in my living room doing yoga. And I just was like, kind of on my phone. I don't know why doing yoga. And I got this email from you (laughs) saying that your program about coaching was expiring, that you had a Black Friday sale going, and that it was still available for a few hours. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, like this is what I should do. This could be the vision because I've already done so much with like my readership. People know all about my story. They know how I've like monetized a blog out of nothing. They know that I've sold courses you know, successfully, I should add a coaching component. And and it just like really clicked. And so I ended up signing up for your iHeart coaching program that 
that day. And that was like very scary. But I just remember being like, Leah, you cannot have just told yourself less than 24 hours ago that you were going to go all in and then, and then not, you know, you can't, you can't self abandon right now. So I did it. Oh, I love that. And I just want to point out, you know, oftentimes people do make these commitments to themselves and then the next day it's out the window. And I've been talking to a lot of people lately about trust and just developing trust within yourself. And that's exactly what you did in this moment. You had made that commitment and then you followed through. But a lot of people, they, for whatever reason, they don't commit to themselves and their vision. And so I just want to, first of all, champion you for that. And so you move forward in Coaching and And did we kick off right then or did we kick off in January? I can't remember. We actually kicked off in March. So it was like quite a gap between when I had committed to doing it and when it happened. Um, And so at the beginning of that year in January, I was still like, okay, you know, go self. You have one year and by New Year's Eve of 2018, you know, hopefully you'll be in a situation to quit your job. Like that was my mindset. And um, then two months later, so right before I Heart Coaching started, my dad died, which you know this story very well, Emily, because I literally on our first call just came on and I don't think I could even get through it without like, you know, breaking into tears because I was so, so traumatized. Um, but that was a really critical moment in my story because uh, after that, after all of this, like a year of dabbling, and then I'm going to give it my all for a year, my brain was just like, what the actual heck have you been doing, Leah? Life is short. You are so powerful. You have so much more in you than you know. You are going to quit your job in six months. And, And that's exactly what I did. Thanks to a lot of your guidance during that time. Yeah, thank you for that and for being so open. So I know your dad was on a ski trip with a friend, right? And he passed away suddenly. Yes, exactly. It was like that Friday, uh, March 2nd, I was on the phone with him. He was on a ski lift. And I I remember like calling him thinking that I would be disrupting him working. And he's just like, yeah, I'm on on a ski lift. (laughs) He was like very far from working. And then the next day, the Saturday following, um, I was out at dinner. And I got a call from victim services that they had found his body on the ski mountain and that he, he died. Yeah. And, and I remember that was, um, obviously a a huge thing for you at that time and within the program. And Mm -hmm. I feel so honored that I got kind of like a firsthand experience with that, with you to be a part of that part of your journey, because I know that not only did it propel you forward and, and create this even deeper commitment to your vision and to living life to the fullest. But it really transformed the program for a lot of other people because they were like, they got a wake up call that they needed as well. Oh, thank you so much for saying that, Emily. That means a lot. And I remember right after, I mean, we started the program maybe three weeks after he had died. So like, I don't even, you know, I've blacked out like probably that month after because it was beyond trauma and the shock was just so intense. And I remember, you know, considering calling you and just explaining what had happened and seeing if I could like join the following round or, or withdraw. And I remember being so glad that I didn't do that because it was like the best blessing during that time to just have something I was doing just for me and to have something that wasn't like, about grief or about sadness or even about my nine to five job or honestly, even like about my family. And that's not about them, but it was just like something that was just for me. It was the best thing I could have done. 
And I remember you during that time, and it really is a testament to who you are, the way in which your parents raised you and and how committed you are to your vision, because you were on every single call and you were going (laughs) above and beyond. You were asking questions, you were in the Facebook group, you were implementing everything. And you were an example, like I said, in so many ways to the other women in the program. And because of that, things started happening for you. So can you talk a little bit about what happened during that year and how your business started to grow. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was, I mean, like, I'll never forget that time period. It was like, it was like one of those like before and after moments in life. And I mean, that like, obviously, the sadness of losing my dad, it was like before and after when he was gone, but also like the before and after of when I like just changed who I was. And so let's see, and we started in March. And I, it was very tough for a few months. And I want to be clear that like, obviously, this was not necessarily an easy thing to do all the time. But you're right, Emily, it was like the commitment that kept me going. And I just really took to heart that like, I'm my dad's daughter, I'm the only thing he really like, quote, left, you know, obviously, we have his memories and everything. But like, I felt this duty to fulfill that. And so I definitely was on every single call during my nine to five jobs with one earphone in. Emily probably remembers she'd call on me and I'd be, she knew that there was like a five minute buffer where I'd have to walk to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) to, um, to answer or to talk to her. And then in May, so about two months into it, I started exceeding my nine to five income with my business income, which at the time was a side business or a side hustle. So that was super exciting and something that I was really, really proud of and that I like didn't think I would be able to do. Um, but I stayed at my 9 to 5 job for a little longer just because... I mean, one, I didn't know that I could handle being self-employed like while still in kind of that fresh of shock. Um, and also, I kind of just wanted to make sure that it wasn't a fluke, which by the way, like, <laughs> I'm sure Emily was annoyed hearing me say it was a fluke because now when my clients are like, oh, I had a $15,000 month, but it's a fluke. I want to just be like, no, you can't think like that. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I that was in May. And then um, in September, pretty much right on the six month mark of when my dad passed away, I resigned from my nine to five job which was super exciting, gave my notice. Um, I stayed for a few weeks to kind of help them roll everyone off. Um, And then right after that, I started having five figure months. And you know, I've never not had another five figure month since then. And that was like a year and a half ago. That's so amazing. And I love what you said, you know, there's so much emotion when you're making the decision to quit your job and move full time as into uh, being a business owner. And so I totally get it. And at the same time, like you said, you're on the outside looking in and you see your clients and their potential and what they're capable of and what they could do with having so much more time in their day to devote to their business. And sometimes you just want to shake them, but <laughs> everyone has to have their their own journey and make the decision for themselves and really get themselves and their heart to that place where they're like, you know what? No, I'm all in and I'm not looking back. Right. I I totally agree. And so how did your business start to transform? I know now you offer a variety of different products and courses and programs. So tell us a little bit about any pivots, any big ahas, what were some of the milestones that happened for you after quitting your job? Yeah. So, um, 
it's definitely changed. I still do courses, but I, um, they're, they're not really my focus. Coaching was really where I found my zone of genius. So it wasn't any coincidence that my brain was like, Oh, maybe you should try that out because I definitely know that it's, it's just like what I'm meant to do. And it feels good to, to know that, you know, about yourself. Cause I didn't for so long, like going through two careers where I thought it was what I was meant to do. And then just feeling empty now, you know, finally realizing that every time I like get done coaching, I feel so full because I can see the impact and, and how powerful it is for my clients. So I stuck with that. And during that first year, I did a lot of kind of program creation. I also really enjoyed doing things in a group capacity because I saw how powerful it was bringing communities together and entrepreneurs together. Um, and, you know, kind of long story short, since I, since I left my nine to five job, I created a mastermind a little over a year ago. And that has kind of become my, um, just my most elite offering, you know, I still do some one on one coaching, and we do other groups um, here and there. And I do have a course, but I would say my mastermind is, uh, you know, what we what what our clients like kind of work toward um, getting into. So that's most of what I do now. Um, and then I've also branched off my business in a few other ways. Like I, I do a lot of speaking now on panels. Luckily, I live in New York City. So there's a lot of opportunity for that kind of thing. Um, and at different events. Uh, and then I also do brand partnerships with brands that support entrepreneurship and women in entrepreneurship and align with with my company's mission. And what would you say, I know that you mentioned, uh, obviously one of the biggest transformations for you was being able to leave your nine to five job, but what would you say since starting your business and even specifically with iHeart coaching have been some of the biggest transformations, whether it's more tangible or something mindset based? I think mindset is kind of the overarching theme, but like if I were to get more specific and granular about the mindset things that I think are imperative. I think number one is like that self-trust that you're talking about and just having a better relationship with yourself. And I think that it is something you don't think you're going to have to go through when you start a business. You kind of think like you're going into business to do the to deliver the product or service. Um, but it's truly remarkable as you go how much you'll see that you're holding yourself back uh, because because of whatever fears have come up from your whole life. But if you have a strong sense of self-trust, then you know you can gain the awareness to not let those fears be the things that are dictating your actions. And instead, you're letting what's in your best interest dictate your actions. And I think for me, I've always thought that I've I've always like would have thought of myself as a pretty self-aware person. And, you know, I think like telling my story, I can see from before my business when I did do things from a place of self-trust. But until you have, you know, someone kind of calling you out on where you don't even realize you're holding yourself back, it's very hard to have that full awareness. And I think that was one of the things that you helped me the most with in the beginning was being really just honest with the potential you saw in me and what you thought that I could have been doing but wasn't. And it really, you know, made me realize that it didn't matter how self-disciplined I was beforehand. These were literally blind spots. I couldn't see them if I tried. So it's not about, you know, you being a strong person or you being a self-disciplined person. There's parts of you that you can't identify or holding you back until someone else does. And now, you know, now I I think I have so much more awareness about it that I'm I, I know where I hold myself back a lot more. I'm sure there's still things I can't see. But in the beginning, it can be it can really be <laughs> it's very eye opening to realize everything that 
you're capable of that you haven't even tried. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important and imperative for all of us to always have somebody, whether it's a coach or a mastermind or, you know, just someone to uh, not only bounce ideas off of and get support from, but to really be that reflection to us when we can't see the things that are right in front of us. We can't see those blind spots or those growth edges. Um, And really being able to be self-aware, in my opinion, is one of the most important keys to success uh, because so many people have their head down. They're a bit delusional about how they're showing up, about the way in which they're thinking. And so for me, that's truly a game changer and being willing to actually see it. And that's truly what you were. I mean, there were things that I said to you and have said to other clients that are hard to hear. And it's, you you know, we want to think that we're showing up in a different way or that we're showing up perfectly or that, you know, everything is a bed of roses. And so to be able to take in that feedback, it's, again, a testament to how important your vision is for you, how important it is for you to succeed and for you to have that impact in the world. Um, and, you know, it, it has been an honor to work with you, Leah. Oh, thank you so much, Emily. Well, I feel the same way. And just to anyone out there who does end up working with you, just know that, you know, it is in your best interest to listen and take this all in. And it can, I, like, I don't remember you ever really hurting my feelings, Emily. <laughs> I don't know if I just like was so dedicated to the vision that I didn't care or what, but it, it, if, it, if it ever does, just know that it's worth it because your, your pot of gold is at the other end of it, literally. Love it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your um, company and what's next for you. So what are the plans? What are the things you're excited about? Well, I'm really excited that I have a new full-time employee. So like up to this point, I've had a great team, which has been fabulous, but a lot of them have been on a contractual basis. And now I have a full-time employee who is my sister. And so just on a personal level, that's something I'm super proud of and, and honored that she like believes in this so much that she left her own job to come do this with me. Um, and that's, you know, very connected to how I have tried to incorporate my dad in this whole journey and really make him a business partner. And so now getting to create more of what we do with family is obviously exciting. And just to think that like, if I hadn't moved out of my own way, not only would my dreams have not come true, but now also my own sisters <laughs> wouldn't have. So it really is a domino effect. And just seeing how true that is has been, you know, it's always exciting to see that. Um, and then other than that, we're just continuing on with our clients. We're doing a lot more in-person work and events. And um, of course, we have our mastermind coming up in June uh, or July, sometime this summer. Things are at, at the time of this recording. It is like in the thick of the coronavirus, so things are changing very frequently. Um, but we're we're preparing for that to make it the best round ever. Totally. And I just want to back up for a second. And I saw the post about your sister, and it literally gave me goosebumps because I know how important your family is to you, and how important having an impact is. And just to see that, like literally in in two years, you were able to go from. <clears throat> working in this nonprofit, having this, you know, side hustle to turning it into a full-time business for yourself. Um, I'd imagine, I don't know your exact numbers, but multiple six figures mm-hmm. at this point. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And just thinking that like at the beginning or, you know, I think like in the first two months of this year, I made more than I would have like in an entire year of my old job. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Right. And now your sister is a part of it, like full-time employee, like her whole life has now changed. It's just so incredible to see that. And I'm just so, I, I don't want to say proud of you because that sounds a bit too like mothering, but I am proud <laughs> of you because I know what it takes to create that Leah. And it's just, it, it's so amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. Oh, thanks so much, Emily. Well, thank you for everything you did along my journey and believing in me and for all you do for so many other people too. My pleasure. So final question that we ask all of our guests, what is one way you would recommend people create a life better than their dreams? What a good question. Give me one second to think about that. I like the first thing that just comes to my mind is that to create a life better than your dreams is you have to dare to dream bigger. And I think that if you don't have the, that self-awareness that we talked about earlier or understand where you're holding yourself back, then you won't know how much you are holding yourself back in your own dreams. And, you know, ever since I like took iHeart coaching, it gave me so much awareness for how people, I mean, still to this day in my day-to-day life, when I hear people say things like, I just need to marry rich or, you know, maybe in a different life or whatever. Like it, it so saddens me and just brings me such a heavy heart. And at first I was like everyone's least favorite friend because I'd be like, Oh, well you actually can. Here's how I'll talk to you about this. Like, let's, you know, (laughs) let's get out a graph and like create this for you. And now I kind of sometimes have to bite my tongue. Um, but you truly are able to create more than you are, than you know that you can. And if you don't, allow yourself to even entertain that idea. That's the only way for sure that your dreams will never come true. So if you want to even consider it, you have to give yourself the permission and honestly, get someone or some people to push you into making it a reality. Because you Mm -hmm. won't do it yourself in the beginning. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I want to point out to people is sometimes you don't even know what you don't know. And so I remember there were times where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening, or I didn't know to expect this, or I didn't know to ask this. And so having that sounding board and those people in your corner to support you through all of it, um, you know, they've already been there, they've done it. it. It's like, it's just so powerful. Right. Yeah. No, it's amazing. It's, it's been a great journey. And so where can people find you, Leah? can go to urban20something.com. It's the number 20 not spelled out. And my Instagram handle is also urban20something. Pretty active on Instagram. Um, yeah, those are probably the two easiest places. You also can always email us at help at urban20something.com if you have any questions. Great. Well, I'm so excited to see what's next for you. I know it's going to be big things. So thank you so much for your time and for all your wisdom. I hope you loved today's episode. Leah has such an incredible story. And if you're curious to know how you can move forward with your own coaching business, we are about to open up the doors to our signature program, iHeart Coaching. This is the program that helped catapult Leah to her mega success. This opportunity is available for you too in just a little bit. So go to iHeartCoaching.com to get on the waiting list. Can't wait to work with you personally. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.